guys, I'm Pragya. And I'm Charlotte, and welcome back to the Breakout Room Podcast. This episode is part eight and the final part of our series, Eight Voices, where we help you create the life you want by sharing unique stories of passionate students who are pursuing their own dreams. We're welcoming guest speakers from a wide variety of colleges, majors, and backgrounds to show how you can use college as an opportunity to elevate your personal goals and ultimately achieve success. We will be running this series all throughout July and we're releasing new episodes twice a week, every Sunday and Wednesday. So follow us on Instagram and whichever podcast platform you're listening on to make sure you don't miss out on all the content. Today, we are so excited to have our friend Helena on the podcast. Helena is a second year student at the College of William and Mary pursuing a major in linguistics. Since falling in love with the French language while studying abroad in high school, she has dedicated her time towards widening her worldview, immersing herself into diverse cultures, languages, and histories. In this episode, we talk about why you should cultivate multiple passions and use them towards determining your major. Helena shares so much insight with what she has learned through her unique experiences, so keep listening to find out how you can effectively incorporate all of your passions into your college experience. All right, so let's get right into it. Helena, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Helena. Uh, I'm a rising sophomore at William & Mary and uh, class of 2023, and I'm majoring in linguistics. How has quarantine been for you? What have you been up to? Quarantine? I mean, I don't really have that much to complain about. Um, I have (laughs) lots of hobbies to keep me busy, and, you know, I've just been chilling at home with my family and watching a lot of movies. (laughs) So what was your high school experience like, and what were you involved in? So my high school experience involved a lot of orchestra. Um, (laughs) Orchestra was my big uh, activity. I play viola, still do. I know you've been really passionate about studying French. Like we've had French classes together. My French is horrible, but we all know that yours is amazing. So could you talk about how you got into it? Yeah, sure. Um, So I, in elementary school, I went to a private elementary school for a couple of years and I, they had, we had French classes there. It was like French half the year and then Spanish the other half of the year. So I kind of like got started there, um, got introduced to French a little bit. And then in middle school, like in eighth grade, uh, we had to choose Spanish or French. And I picked French because it sounds prettier. And I found out that I really enjoyed it and I was good at it. Like it came really naturally to me. And so I just, I just kept going with it. Uh, so every year of school until after that, I was taking French. You studied abroad in high school. So what was your experience like? So it wasn't, it was very much definitely not uh, an exchange program through our high school because it was, I had a friend in Germany that I met through like a ballet festival from when I was in sixth grade. And uh, we became friends, this girl and I. So my mom was like very excited about arranging an exchange between our schools perhaps but our high school very tentative about it let's say that our principal wouldn't allow it wouldn't allow us to have an exchange program but her high school this girl from germany was very excited to have me and so after freshman year of high school for a month into summer i went to her high school in Germany. It was a French-German high school, so they spoke French and German there. There were kids from France and Germany. The school was located along the border between France and Germany, and it was 
really cool. It was really interesting. Yeah, it was really cool to see the cultural differences. Yeah, the schools, the schools were so different. Her school was like really small. They were all like really shocked to know, oh yeah, I go to a high school with 2,800 kids. Um, and it was fun like getting to speak French with some people. That was like the most exciting part was to be able to connect with people in this language that I was learning. I feel like it was really cool how like you took the initiative, like there wasn't a program set for you, but you realized that you wanted to do this and you wanted to have that cultural experience. So you decided to kind of create that program yourself. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, our high school was not very receptive to having my German friend over. Yeah, so how did, I guess, going to high school in Germany shape your perspective on life? And how did it more specifically shape your future aspirations or, um, like, I guess, your passion for French and how that connects with how you're majoring in linguistics? It just reaffirmed my interest in French, really. And it... Uh, allowed me to kind of get over the fear of talking to people in a different language because, you know, I'm always really nervous to like converse with people in French. And so like the only way to get over uh, any sort of nervousness like that is to just do it. It really helped with that and building my confidence in French. And like as for future future aspirations, I know that now I have experience and some confidence in communicating with people in French. I could do a study abroad thing in college. Like I would definitely want to go to a French speaking country in college, maybe even like for my career, I would be able to do something that involves speaking French. So would you say that from this experience, you kind of, I guess, developed that habit of building confidence and just going for things because I guess a lot of our listeners are probably hesitant on what their futures are going to look like, especially going into college. Um, but I feel like you found that a little bit earlier. What are some tips you would give our listeners to finding their own passions and then being confident enough to actually invest their efforts into it? Because I know a lot of people like things, but it's a little bit scary to dedicate your time all towards one thing when you don't even know if you'll succeed in it. Right. If you're if you're a listener and you're in high school, um, <laughs> I would say just read up about a bunch of different topics and things like just learn about career paths and not even career paths or hobbies or just things that you think you're interested in, because high schools may not necessarily offer you the chance to do that. Um, and if you're in college, just take a bunch of different classes, ones that you think that you may not even be interested in or want to do ever. Because like again and again, I hear that college students, when they take a class that um, they never would have thought they would have ever taken, that ends up being the class that they love the most. I definitely think that this is something I really struggled with because I had an entire plan set out going into college and I really wanted to stick with that because I was so scared of uncertainty. I thought I needed to know exactly what I was doing at all times. And when I decided to take one, like just one class that wasn't a requirement, and it was like one thing that I thought I might be interested in, it ended up being my favorite class. Yeah. See, that's really interesting because like I'm kind of the opposite. Like I found linguistics and discovered I was really interested in that. But I definitely don't have any sort of specific plan as to like where exactly I want to be in 
like X amount of time. Yeah, I'm taking a, a more go with the flow approach to college and figuring out what exactly it is I want to do later in life. So talking a little bit more about college, how did you choose your specific college? Well, I took a bunch of tours like throughout my life, just like a bunch of tours at William and Mary. I like by the time I was a rising freshman there, I probably had been on like six or seven tours of this place. Um, Cause you know, it's always, I spent a lot of time at Colonial Williamsburg just cause my mom is super into the history there and all that. Uh, so even like in middle school, I was like, Oh, I love this place. It's so like pretty here. And you know, that feeling of like, Oh, I really like this campus kind of stuck with me through high school. Um, and so when I applied, I applied to like seven or so colleges. I chose William and Mary because I felt that it just fit my personality the best. I think that wherever you go, you kind of figure out what, like how to make that college experience your own, how to personalize it and how to make it the best that it can be. Yeah, like during orientation, they're, they're always, uh, one of the big buzzwords is resources. Like our college has so many resources, like resources, resources, resources. So as long as you like take the initiative to find and use those resources, you can definitely do exactly what you want in college and figure it out. What are some resources that you have seeked out and that have been a huge help to you? Some of the online ones, like the uh, William and Mary, we have the Cohen Career Center. They have a bunch of resources for finding careers and like job search and stuff like that. I have attended like a few workshops and things like that. And um, something that I found really helpful there was career fair. I signed up as a, they had like a special program for freshmen and sophomores where you like got a little orientation and like, I didn't have my resume to like go and hand out to people or anything like that. But the people at the Cohen Career Center, they gave a little introduction to what a career fair is like and then like walked us up to different employers to do like sample talks and things like that. So that was really helpful and kind of opened my eyes to something that people actually do when they're looking for jobs. Yeah. Praga, did you go to any career fairs your first year? I did not, but I should have. Yeah, I what huge advice I would give is to definitely go to career fair. Yeah, they probably won't recruit you because you're a freshman, Mm -hmm. but it gives you a lot of experience Um, instead of going like instead of going in your second year and trying to land that offer and having that pressure. It's nice to kind of explore career fair without any pressure. Yeah, Um, yeah. because it's scary. Like even it is uh, even like I wasn't um going in there to find a job or anything but it was like I was nervous I was so nervous for some reason (laughs) yeah so yeah just go in there and conquer that nervousness which connects to what I was saying earlier (laughs) and we always talk about networking is so important and these recruiters are designated to your school they will be there basically for the rest of your college career so like having them kind of know your face and your name is nice um, if it if you can put a resume together, that's cool too because they will have that basically in their documents, so they yeah. can know that you went the your first year and you are passionate about kind of chasing what you want and you are willing to take that initiative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like I, 
I went to a career fair not recruiting, but I was like, if I landed something like that would be cool. But I ended up deciding I that's not I wanted what I wanted to do my first summer off. But I went to a few recruiters and they were like, honestly, your res like we don't really hire first years, but can I look at your resume? So they will ask, and yeah, it's always they nicer. Do and it, it's always nicer to be like, yeah, I do have a resume than be like, oh, sorry, I don't. And then walk away like, you know, that's kind of awkward. So if you have mm-hmm. something to give to them so that they can hold in their hands, that they know this is who you are, it's nice. And also, I'd say that um, your experiences doesn't have to be phenomenal. Um, just having some stuff out in there that you can talk about is really important. I think that GPA, while it's just a number on your resume, is kind of a big deal, especially your first year, especially if you don't have any experiences to back up your knowledge. Um, Your GPA can be a huge indicator of how well you can do in a career fair because that's the first number they look at. If they see that it's relatively high, they can be like, oh, we'll give you a shot and they'll invite you for an interview. And that's where you can talk more about what you can do for them. So talking a little bit more about your major, could you explain why you chose to major in linguistics and what it is all about? Yeah, so, um, you know, when I first, when I tell people, oh, I'm majoring in linguistics, the first thing they say is, oh, what languages? (laughs) And I'm kind of like, well, actually, it's not quite, well, you see, it's the study of the structure and function of languages in general. Like you could study a specific language, like it's super broad. There's a bunch of different branches. You could study a specific language. You could study different aspects of linguistics, like sociolinguistics, um, which is the sociology aspect of how we use language to interact with other people. And you could study the structure of different languages with fields like morphology, which is like pieces of words, basically phonology, which is what I'm interested in, which is sounds and how you put sounds together, the different sound patterns and languages. So yeah, it's a, it's a broad uh, field with a bunch of different branches within it, but essentially it's just the study of languages. And a lot of incoming students stray away from humanity subjects, even though that is their passion. Do you have any advice for them? Yeah. So, you know, I hear again and again that your major, like, um, like I was saying with linguistics, it doesn't determine your career all of the time, unless you're pre-med, pre-law, something like that. So you can major in what you love and end up with a completely different career. Yeah. Because when you're, when you're applying for jobs, employers don't necessarily look at what your major was. They look at your GPA Um, your grades, your achievements, things like that. Your major helps, but that isn't what they look at. So you can, you know, major in one thing and then end up with something completely different. Yeah, even with law, you can literally major in whatever you want because the basically the only thing that determines if you get into law school is your LSAT scores and your GPA and your experiences. I would say that your major is less important than your the experiences that you take initiative in. Leadership's super important as well. And just showing people that you're well-rounded and you have all the skills to succeed. Yeah, even if you're pre-med, you still don't have to major in biology or chemistry. Like you can literally major in anything and just take the prerequisites. And I think that sets you apart more than just being like a normal biology student because 
you don't really get a lot of different perspectives and experiences that you might get from a humanities major. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't even know that, that you could be pre-med and do something else. Mm -hmm. I feel like college is a lot more flexible than people think it is. It's not how it was 10 years ago. I know your parents are probably freaking out if you're if you want to be pre-law or something and you're not majoring in political science. But if you want to major in art or media studies, like go for it. You can still be a lawyer. People actually value a well-rounded education more than the specific things that people usually think of when you go pre-med or any major, basically. Oh, yeah. So you're not like you're not restricted to just having one passion. And yeah, that's something I like have to remind myself of a lot. Like you can be it sounds simple, but like you can be interested in different subjects and be totally fine. But I like find myself having to remind myself of that a lot. I love that. That's actually something we haven't brought up in our series yet because we always talk about finding your passions. And most people have that one thing they're really good at. But Mm -hmm. I yeah, I don't think I remind myself enough that I can have more than one passion. Yeah, it can change over time, too. I also think it's important to double major, like if you can, or just like have minors and stuff, because you, the options are so much wider if you follow multiple passions at the same time and like work on your skills in different areas. Yeah, or maybe even like major in something and then seek out extracurriculars and experiences in another area of passion. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, like, like with orchestra, with music, I am not majoring in music, but I'm, it's strictly an extracurricular thing for me now. um, Because I'm in the William & Mary Symphony Orchestra and Middle Eastern Music Ensemble. So music is one of my passions, but I'm not going to turn it into a career. Yeah, like for me, I was the same way. Like obviously Helena and I met each other through orchestra. So orchestra yeah. is a huge part of our lives. Yeah. Um, but I, I've been playing for so long. Um, but when I went to college, I decided that, I don't know, like 15 or 16 years of playing is too much. I can probably take at least a semester off. Um, But I still wanted music to be a huge part of my life because obviously it has been. It's been with me through the ups and downs and literally through every part of my life since I was really little. So giving up music is just impossible for me. Um, So I explored things like I work in well, not work, but I'm involved in music administration now. So more of the business aspect, um, event planning for music residencies and basically all the background work that goes into setting up a music program and music events, which I never even thought about because I've always been the person playing the music. I was never the one who was in the background doing all the setup and everything, which I think is also way you can look at how you want to invest your time into extracurriculars like you can have one passion but there's so many angles you can look from it and kind of attack it from different areas when people say music people don't really think about the science behind it or the math behind it or the business about it and things like that oh yeah like I did a whole research paper last semester on like the math the symmetry group theory behind the music of a certain composer. So there's a lot of intersection. 
Was it Philip Glass? Yeah. <laughs> that was I like the that. coolest research paper I've ever done. I don't know. It yeah. was so neat. And I love Philip Glass. Yeah. And yeah, so see, it took something I loved, music, and like I tied it into something I'm not really that strong in, which is math. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was really interesting. One of the coolest research papers I've ever done, for sure. Yeah. Research papers aren't boring in college if you don't make it boring. I feel like there's so much yes. flexibility. Um, yes. Actually, in my English, my first year English class, uh, all my papers, I got to choose a topic for. So I could literally write about anything. Um, right. And it was an incredible way to just kind of build on top of each paper and ex- deeply explore um, a subject area that I was interested in. Um, I did a lot of papers on like analyzing gender studies in the books that we read, um, which one of them was actually Normal People, and it just got released on Hulu, so you should definitely watch it. I actually cannot get to the third episode because the book is so much better than the show, and I just can't get myself to watch it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I think it's a good thing. So yeah, that's one thing different about college and high school. The In high school, your topics and your prompts used to be like so specific and not you couldn't like really explore and be creative with it but in college you can literally do whatever you want with it and it's something that you can be like really interested in no matter what subject the class is yeah just to like plug one of the cool classes I've also taken was like Russian culture which that was super random I don't know why I took it I was actually I actually met a girl in orientation who was super interested in it so she's like you should take this class low-key wasn't like it was supposed to be an easy a which it ended up not being because they got a new professor but (laughs) and and this like this girl my friend dropped out of the class before the class even started so it was just me randomly in this Russian culture class and I was like oh no, what am I going to do with this? And we only had, we had like a few grades, like participation and stuff like that. But our final was a huge project on Russian stereotypes. So we were divided into like teams of five or six and we were assigned, no, no, we got, we got to pick. We got to pick a stereotype about Russians that a lot of Americans have. Um, and some of the stereotypes are just so funny I guess you don't even you didn't you wouldn't think to do an entire research project on it um our research project wasn't actually even a paper it was a video where you could do anything you wanted my group researched the stereotype of vodka that rush all Russians drink vodka and (laughs) we (laughs) which like yeah it's kind of weird to tell people I did an entire research project on vodka but yes that's what we did and we actually had a few group members who were over 21. So they had their fun with that, obviously. And <laughs> we got to incorporate it in our project. And it was super funny at the end. Um, one of our groups did like a dish. What is it called? Is it called borscht? That sounds, that sounds right. It was like all Russians eat borscht or something. And then they actually got um, one of the culinary chefs at UVA dining halls to cook an entire Russian meal to show wow. that that's not all Russians eat and oh they presented God. that in the video and that was really cool so I love that there's just yeah. so much creativity that goes into college and you I can agree. make you can literally make it into whatever you want it to be which is the entire point of our series yeah yeah like with my with my research paper I felt I felt so like 
cool because I was able to um like I took uh sheet music from Philip Glass I like was on the hunt in the music library for like Philip Glass sheet music and then I like took it out and like physically looked at the sheet music and then like picked out different parts of it that were symmetrical in different ways and that like I could apply group theory to and then I like drew up all these diagrams and charts to like explain it and figure it out which sounds really boring now that I'm saying it out loud but it was a lot of fun when I was doing it because it was something that I like an angle that I hadn't considered before. So do you want to talk about how college has changed your perspective on life? I really like that college has given me like a taste of independence how do you like obviously college is super busy how do you take the time to absorb everything and figure out what is worth your investment right so yeah in the beginning like during orientation and right after orientation you're like inundated with different opportunities like the like the club extracurricular fairs and stuff like that and you know all the all the resources the college has so you have all these options and so you kind of like have to dabble in everything before figuring out a couple of areas that you really want to focus on and once you figure out the areas that you want to focus on like different activities and whatnot then um, you kind of settle in more and you don't feel so um, overwhelmed with information that you need to like process it and everything. What have you been involved in in college that has created a great impact in your life? Well, I'd say the biggest thing is I'm in the Middle Eastern Music Ensemble, which um, again, something I like wouldn't have expected from myself. The director, the conductor for the Middle Eastern Music Ensemble, she like stopped into the symphony orchestra one day um, while we were rehearsing and she like plugged Middle Eastern Music Ensemble. So she plugged this Middle Eastern music, music Ensemble and I was like, oh, you know what? Actually, that sounds really cool because I kind of had an interest in Middle, middle Eastern music because my audition piece that I did for the symphony orchestra at William & Mary was this um, uh, sort of quasi Middle Eastern piece that was really fun to work on. And I had seen the musical, The Band's Visit for my birthday that past summer. And so like, that was some cool exposure to Middle Eastern music. And I was like addicted to that soundtrack. It was so good. So I was like, sure, why not like, why not try this out? And I ended up loving it. Yeah, I love how you're able to use a passion and then use it to expand your worldview because I think that's so important. Like, if you're unable to study abroad, like, these are some opportunities you should be looking into because it's really valued. So do you have any habits that you implement in your routine that are important to you? Um, well, again, more music. I listen to tons of music, like, all the time. It helps me de-stress a lot. Like, I'll listen to music in the morning to help me wake up. I'll listen to it. I'll be listening to it when I work out. I listen to music before I go to bed at night. It's sort of a creative outlet. Yeah, I just love listening to music. It's like, it can be exciting or calm or anything like that. And I definitely can't live without listening to music. <laughs> yeah, I think that just shows that like, you don't just get rid of your hobbies when you get to college. Like, it's very useful to still keep your hobbies and like what you're interested in in college. And it can help you like, relieve stress and stuff like that. Oh, wait, I forgot about another habit that I can't live without working out. So yeah, I work out almost every day. I've start I started strength training at the end of this past September. So at the beginning of college, basically. And so I've been strength training for a solid like, it's 
probably like eight months now, which is really exciting. And like I see progress and it's a really good release to like go in the gym and just <laughs> like if I have any anger or like tenseness at all, I can like let it out on like when I'm squatting <laughs> or like doing deadlifts <laughs> and stuff. It's um like sometimes I can feel like a chore, but I just feel so good after I work out mm-hmm. that yeah. it um it just helps a lot with I don't know, just everything, like how I look, how I feel. Do you still journal? Because I know like oh, that yeah. was interesting. Yeah. Okay. I keep forgetting about like all my, all my habits that I have. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I, yeah, I have this journal, my current journal that I'm working on right now. And gosh, I just love writing in it. It's, I don't, what's helped me a lot with like sticking to a journal, and this can help any listener at all. If you want to start journaling, what helped me was to not make any rules. My only rule was that there were no rules for what I put in my journal. Like I could, like totally like scribble out one page one day and then like call it a day. I can skip a week. I can write whatever I want. I can write a to-do list. I could write a whole essay in there. Whatever it is that I decide to write in there, it's what I need to for that day to like help me de-stress. And that's what's really like, I've filled up like four different journals now. It's really helpful to see my thoughts, like when they're all jumbled up in my head see them like come together very neatly on paper or not neatly but like physically out there on paper it's really kind of cathartic and soothing in a way yeah I think that's a good way to journal I haven't really thought about it like that and I always start with like specific like ideas in mind like what I want to journal about right like see when you like do away with that then you can actually stick with it because I just haven't been able to stick with it because I haven't done it the way you have yeah Yeah, I think one (laughs) One of the hardest things for me is that it's my journal is always too far for some reason. So I've been just keeping it right beside my bed so that once I wake up or whenever, I always get the best thoughts, like when I'm thinking in bed or something. And then it's yeah. always like on my desk, like in the next room or something. So yeah. if you put it right next to you, it's a lot easier. Yeah. And yeah, I'm looking right now, like my, my journal is like an arm's reach away from where I'm sitting right now. Yeah. So kind of to wrap things up, um, what are some things that were difficult in your journey and what fears did you have about the things that you wanted to pursue? I think the most difficult thing was just before I went to college, like dealing with the uncertainty of what college would be like, what it would look like if I would adjust. And, you know, in college you are going to have hard times, but like you are also going to get through them. So like once you get through them, then they didn't seem so bad in the first place. Like just the uncertainty, the worrying about what could be bad um, is often worse than what actually challenges you. What is something that you're still kind of struggling with? What would you recommend to our listeners about chasing their own dreams and how they can overcome their fears? The biggest thing in overcoming your fears is to just do what scares you because it'll feel so good after like even if you screw up a little bit like you know you did it I just learned to be okay with screwing up sometimes you like you just don't learn without failure and it doesn't even have to be failure I feel like failure is such a condescending term like it's such a negative term if you view everything like I don't know as an experiment like it's okay for everything to not turn out perfectly like it happens to everyone like things aren't supposed to turn out perfectly anyway 
I don't know why people expect that out of you, um, mm-hmm. especially if you're in college. You are still young. Like, yeah, we're starting to learn how to adult and everything, but that's the point. Like, we are learning. Um, yeah, you're still trying to figure stuff out. And what would you recommend our listeners do during college to achieve their goals? First, you have to figure out what your goals are. So and to do that, you need to explore different subject areas, different hobbies, clubs, extracurriculars. Um, so just try a little bit of everything every now and then, but don't like beat yourself up, beat yourself up if you can't try everything. And then once you figure out what your goals are, then use the resources that are in place because, you know, during orientation, your college will hammer into your brain over and over again that the resources are there. So go like find them and use them. Your college wants to see you succeed. Yeah, I agree. They always tell you that resources are there, but it's completely up to you at this point to find them. Like they won't be spoon fed to you like they were in high school. And a lot of people don't like use that opportunity to figure out like what these resources are and like how to use them. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them are like so helpful once you do reach out to all of these like different campus offices and things like that. Mm -hmm. But also like another thing is that in order to use these resources, you need to have the mindset that you're willing to ask people for help and you have to be willing to accept criticism because you're not perfect. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eight Voices today. Stay tuned for more episodes to this series every Sunday and Wednesday. Remember to follow us on Instagram at The Breakout Room Podcast for even more content and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy our podcast. It really helps us out. Thank you. Bye.